One's a movie buff. One watches movies just enough. Together, fun will be had by all. This is Nadine Katie at the Movies. This is your host, Nadine Katie, coming at you live from Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're just about to talk about a great show that we just watched that has questioned our political ideology called Generation Kill. I'm your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nady, of course. And with me, as always, is my good friend, Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm just sitting next to my hubby. We're eating some dessert. And uh, Scott actually watched some of this with me. And the parts he didn't watch, he had to listen to me talk about. That's right. We're talking about Generation Kill. And before we get into even the synopsis, I wanted to let everybody know, if you're not following our social media, that this will be our last TV show that we will be reviewing. Katie and I discussed, and we thought at first, oh, man, this would be a great idea to go movie and TV. But then we realized that watching a bunch of episodes is a really big task. So we're going to stick with the movies. We already have a list planned. Don't worry. We'll always let you know where you can stream the movies we're going to watch. And at the end of the episode, I have another sad announcement, which again, if you follow us on social media, you already know this, but it pertains to what we're going to be reviewing the next episode. But before we can get to any of that, I have to go over the synopsis. So Generation Kill is about a Rolling Stone reporter embedded with the first recon Marines as he chronicles his experiences during the first wave of the American-led assault on Baghdad in 2003. Generation Kill stars Alexander Skarsgård, James Ranson, Lee Turgan, John Herretis. This is one of those shows where I'm watching, and I'm like, I know these actors from somewhere. And I was correct. So Lee Turgan was actually from Wayne's World, he plays Terry. And then John Horetis is Miguel from This Is Us. If you've ever watched that TV show, he is from that show. So, yeah, those are just real random tidbits from Generation Kill before we dive into our thoughts. Also, Nathan, I want to add in that the, there's a guy named Rudy who plays Rudy himself. Um, it wasn't until I did some research after that. That actor, the, he's kind of the eccentric one. He's always shirtless and really buff. He kind of looks like Rambo. And the guys make fun of him a lot for kind of being a pretty boy. Um, he played himself, which is really funny to think about because he's such an eccentric guy. I think the most famous guy is Alexander Skarsgård, who is related to two other famous actors whose names I can't think of. I know one of them has been in the Marvel movies. He plays like the professor in the Thor movies. And then his brother, Bill Skarsgård, I believe, is Pennywise from the newest It movies. So he comes from a family of actors. So that that was interesting to see as well. This show is about the Iraq war, the attack on Baghdad, taking down Saddam Hussein, and all that fun stuff that takes place during that time. This show obviously has a political slant to it. It kind of shows the effects of the war 
some of the some of the guys in this group are kind of getting like restless because they want to basically go in and kill the enemy and take take names and kick butts. Is that how they say it? And so the show basically shows like different aspects of this group. Those that, you know, are 100% for the mission, no matter what. And then those that see what's going on and start questioning the reasons why they're there, the motives, why they're there. And again, like I said, it kind of does have a political slant to it. Questioning the war. What was the purpose of the war? And having the Rolling Stone reporter there also kind of solidifies like WMDs. Were they actually there or not? And if they weren't, then weapons of mass destruction, a.k.a. oil. That's right. And if we can go in there and we can get some oil. I'm all hunky dory. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you're spot on too, Nathan. But and I appreciate. I mean, I wouldn't say there was a major leaning. I think I honestly felt like they did a great job. I'm assuming a lot of these guys are not very, very liberal. And I watched tons of interviews of the real life people this is based on. um, Which we didn't say that. I mean, this is based on actually a real, true story. The there was a Rolling Stones reporter that joined this group. All the characters are based on real people. Um, a lot of the dialogue is close to verbatim things, um, but all these guys in their interviews said that they supported the way the show was portrayed, but they agreed that, yes, like you said, maybe it, it leaned a little more towards um, showing some of the dark side of war. Um, but that being said, I, at least they're not being secretive about it, right? Like, they even make jokes a lot in the show of, they call him, like, this liberal reporter, oh, we know, oh, go ahead and take, they, they pass by a a child that's been killed and he's like taking pictures and they're like, Oh, of course you're taking pictures of that. Obviously the media has their own spin on things and they do tend to only show the negative sides of almost every single story that's out there. And so, yeah, I think they did do a good job at showing that that's basically what he was there to do. And what was cool about it is that you did see that he kind of had like that bonding experience with the group. And he 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 got to see both sides of it, you know. Yes, he probably did still leave saying that this war was pointless and all that stuff, but he saw how passionate they were about it and that they were there to do what they believed that they were sent to do. And they wanted to do more. And that and that's that's what it went to. Like they were frustrated when they would be put on a mission and then they would be pulled from that mission unannounced. But Let's just go to our likes and dislikes. I think we could talk about what we thought the plot was for the show for hours and hours and hours. What were our likes and dislikes? I only had one like and one dislike, but I'll let you go first, Katie, just in case you have more to say than I do. Well, and Scott, if you want to chime in, Scott watched one of the episodes with me, the first one. Um, we both were really big fans of Band of Brothers. And that's actually, since we're not going to watch the TV shows anymore, I will say that was ranked number four on the list of best TV shows of all time. And so to me, I thought the show was a very close resemblance to Band of Brothers, but for more modern time, where, again, you're having what very, very much mimics a glimpse into what these people deal with on a daily basis. The, the way it was shot felt very like in real time. You feel like you're in there with the guys. You're one of the people in their story. Um, and I really, really appreciated that. I liked that. It did make it slow sometimes because of it being filmed that way. 
but it kept you in the action. I was like on my toes constantly. Um, so that was definitely a positive. I have to give, I know you said we talked about the plot a lot, but that was one of my biggest positives. I love when people choose good stories to tell. And I felt like this was a very um, thought provoking show. And I felt like Scott and I talked about, like it started really good conversations for us at home, just talking about war and soldiers and what it would be like and opening people's eyes up to what these guys deal with. Um, so I really, really like that. And I love how dynamic they made the characters. Again, we're not making characters it's real life, but I love how they portrayed them. So you hear them all, they're all pretty self-aware. So you've got these like super racist, these guys, I mean, that might be a negative later, but there's constantly like sexist jokes and racist jokes. And there's horrible each other. They're saying all this crazy crass stuff and talking about killing. But, but then there's this other side where they're saying like, yeah, but like, first of all, we kind of make these jokes because we're just family. Like we're all friends. Like I would, you know, even though I'm saying all this like racist stuff, like I would die. I would like throw myself in front of a bullet for this guy. That's a different race than me, even though I'm, we're ragging on each other. So seeing that side and then also seeing them highlight the fact that we're over here in our peachy white, white picket fences, judging the military, you know, the stereotypical military guy, you know, who's crass and terrible and racist and wants to do those things. And they're, they're looking at us like, yeah, but we're the ones that are keeping you safe at night. And you guys would never put yourselves out here and you would never die for someone the way we would. And I really appreciated that because I think society is very judgmental towards those people in that position and so to me it would be important to watch this because it would open your eyes up so so you're the type of person who thinks it's okay to like yell in someone's face and say things to someone because of the relationship they have with each other and it's not necessarily a sign of disrespect and that people might hound about someone like pushing an elderly probably someone who's like a little older than them and yelling in their face and acting like a child, but it's okay if they do that because of the relationship that they have. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm going to tell you right now that uh, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid are perfectly fine in my book. I don't condone the behavior, but I don't think it, uh, I definitely don't agree with people who are ragging on the guy because we all make mistakes. Katie, and this what, guy's you, Katie what are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just talking about the oh. show and like the, the stuff that they say. Wow. On that note, Nathan, you're, Nathan, you're talking about like respect and how you treat maybe your superior. When I was watching all these interviews of the guys and they were sitting there in a room talking with the real reporter and their one big critique that they said that they didn't like about the show was that it made the officers look bad sometimes. Like it, it constantly showed sort of this like they don't know what they're talking about. We don't trust them. Like, why are they making these dumb calls? And they did kind of come back on that and say, we didn't appreciate the way they're portrayed. Like, we really do feel like you can trust our military. Like, yeah, of course, there was some people questioning stuff sometimes, but they felt like that was a little over-dramatized. Yeah, and I think that was definitely trying to do the political slant that we had talked about previously. But my biggest like, with almost everything I watch, is the acting. I think, like you said, the characters were, were portrayed really well, obviously based on real people. So I would hope that if you're playing a real person, you would, number one, obviously do your research, and you would want to play that person as close to the actual person as possible. And I thought the relationships were very well shown. The characters were very well done. 
um, very fleshed out, very, like you started caring about them. And like you said, there were moments that like, I was almost literally on the edge of my seat and I wanted to watch what happened next in the next episode. And if a show can do that for me and I don't fall asleep during it, then awesome blossom. And that's what this show was to me. So let's go to our dislikes. I think you mentioned maybe a little bit of yours. My biggest dislike, which isn't really a surprise in the context of the type of show that we're watching, but it was the language. I'm okay with language to a certain extent, but even I was like, okay, this is a little, this is a little much, but again, from what I know of the military, that's probably how they talk to each other almost 24 seven. And so I don't think it was an exaggeration, but still at the same time, I was like, okay, it kind of took me out of it at times, but that would be my biggest dislike. Overall, I thought the show was very well done. It, it showed us, I, I think, I think we mentioned this before. It did a good job at showing us both sides of the war change their, their perspectives. And I, and I think they did a really good job at the end showing that when there's a Marine who was filming everything and then they all gather together to watch the film and slowly one by one, they all walk away from it. And some of them obviously are walking away from it to do other things, but you can see on some of their faces, they're like, this is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the cruelty of war and, and what, what they went through and what they observed. And I thought it was, I thought it was a really good way to end the show. Did you have any other like dislikes about the show? Uh, I'd had a few dislikes for sure. Even though I really, really did like the show. Um, And and to your point, I really did like that ending. And I think again, a, a lot, there's so many of my thoughts, like the show was so good, but I have so much to talk about and think about, which we won't share it all here, but it just really makes you think a lot about our military and about war um, i mean we have a huge war happening right now uh, we have multiple wars going on in the world but seeing the civilian casualties and seeing like just the gruesome and the sadness and of course these soldiers are unfortunately part of the civilian casualties but it's not like they're enjoying it like it's a horrible thing and and they're questioning themselves and so for me uh and sorry this is still to go positives for me i just really appreciated getting into the mind of these guys to see like, no, I don't really want to see violence of a kid. Like they, they definitely didn't shy away from that. They showed like a little kid, like a dead kid with his legs blown off. Like there was plenty of dead civilians um, and the cruelties of war. But on the other hand, you got to be a little bit messed up to like be able to kill. So in some ways the military sort of uses these guys and it really makes you understand when we have, when we talk about taking care of our veterans, like, taking how do you come back from that and try to live a normal life so i really like that but to go into my negatives this is so bad and scott i i kept telling scott i'll wait till the end because it'll get really good i was expecting someone to die i know that's a really bad (laughs) negative but like i just felt like it was this build up build up anxious anxiety 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 and then like no one got even really that hurt like i think a guy got his foot hurt but to me, I wanted a little more drama. I wanted somebody to get hurt. So that was a disappointment. And again, I think the only other negative for me, Nathan, is like you said, there's just so much language. It's not a negative of the show. It's just I don't like hearing it. Because I do think if you're a military guy watching this, 
you would be laughing and be like, oh, yeah, like, we, you know, I get all those jokes or all oh, that sounds like something I'd say. But I don't it's not like I like to hear constant sexual jokes and like sexist jokes. And they're like, there's one part where they see a female soldier and they're all just like being so nasty towards her. And you're like, oh, I just don't want to watch that. Yeah, it makes you wonder if those guys appreciated like Marines being shown as misogynistic and extremely racist and all that stuff. Like, were they like, hey, okay, we may say some of that stuff, but we're not that (laughs) we're not that bad. It's just locker room talk. You know, it's not really really mean. It's just locker room. talk. Yeah, this is how guys talk to each other, apparently. So. That um that is Generation Kill. I thought we both thought it was a very well done show. My final thought on it too is I think that they did an incredible job of making it palatable for someone like me who's not military, but still raw enough that military guys would appreciate it. And I think they balanced that really well. Like I think that you could and, and I watched some interviews too where where they talked about that of like we want this to be a show where guys in the military experiencing this are not going to make fun of it. Like they will be like, yes, this is accurate. It really was a really well done show. So let's go ahead and rate this thing. Katie, I'll let you go first. One out of six stars. What would you give our last TV show of this season? Generation kill. It's no band of brothers because I didn't leave it feeling inspired, (laughs) but I was thinking about it a lot. And I've talked to a lot of people about it. So I'm going to give it a five and a half, which is pretty high. Well, now I feel bad about my score because it was a good show. It did a good job portraying war and the effects of it and the different perspectives of characters that they had, like the ones that it really enjoyed killing and the ones that started second guessing why they were there and and just really, really good characters. So I'm actually going to bump up my score from what I originally was going to give it. And I'm going to give it a five out of six stars because I was going to give it slightly lower. But you made me change my mind, Katie. This is like a first that Katie made me change my mind about my score. Oh, wow. Well, and, and you know, it's like you said, not only do I not fall asleep, but I found myself like binge watching it. And I think that's a good sign. So we're moving on from TV shows. Sadly, I know some of our listeners are probably really sad about that. I don't know. And we're going to go straight back to the movies. Unfortunately, our movie that we were going to end February with, it happened one night. The classic Clark Gable movie is not available on any streaming services. I thought it was. I'm sorry. I'm really sad because I was looking forward to watching it. But we're going to go to our next movie on our list. And that is what you're about to listen to right now. Sorry, I'm late. <gasps> we didn't ever think you'd leave all Miss. It does take four years, Jolene. I got a job today writing for the Jackson Journal. Great. You can write my obituary. Charlotte feeling dead. Her daughter still single. Sisters look at a maid. I reckon when you finish it won't. Thank you. She look like a winning horse at the Kentucky Derby. I have drafted the Home Health Sanitation Initiative. The what? A bill that requires every white home to have a separate bathroom for the help. Maybe we should just build you a bathroom outside, Haley. Uh-huh. We 
these women raise white children. We love them and they love us, but they can't even use the toilets in our houses. Minnie, are you in there? You are fired! You said to write about what disturbs me, particularly if it bothers no one else. I'd like to write something from the point of view of the help. I want to interview you. No maid is ever going to tell you the truth. That's a hell of a risk to take in Jackson, Mississippi. Courage isn't just about being brave. It's about overcoming fear and daring to do what is right for your fellow man. What changed your mind? God. And Miss Ellie Holbrook. I'm going to help with your stories. We all are. Y'all brought me into this. I'm gonna finish it. Have you lost your mind? No, ma'am. But you about to. It's quite scandalous. Sounds like Jackson, if you ask me. You tell Abeline. Do I have plans for her? You are godless woman. We're going done in now. <laughs> That's right. We're going to be watching The Help, starring Emma Stone, Viola Davis, and a plethora of other fantastic actors and actresses. I'm looking forward to talking about this movie. I, I, I think this is a movie that Katie and I have both seen before, so we're going to be re-watching it. And I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, I already watched it and I'm excited about talking about it because it's a great movie. Watch poor things for our Oscar episode. So I'm, I'm going to be, it'll be funny having just seen that version of Emma Stone and then coming back to like very, very early on Emma Stone. Um, but I'm excited and it's actually convenient, Nathan, because um, happy celebrating, you know, national holiday black history month so it'll be exciting to end our black history month with a movie called the help speaking of poor things we will be doing our oscar prediction episode march 9th the day before the oscars i've i'm almost done watching every single best picture katie's watching a few she already mentioned (sighs) poor things can't wait to talk about that so, Katie, how would you like to end this episode of Generation Kill? I feel like we need to end with a, a Nathan doing a George Bush. Well, all I got to say is mission accomplished. Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the Movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you want us to watch, feel free to contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.